0: Listening to the Lanch J Radio Network.
1: So if Mother's Day being a week ago. I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about my my family. I've alluded to this on on the show, but I've never really discussed it. And I'm not a person that that really likes to talk about their the personal life and, and their family and all of that stuff. That's not really my thing. I don't talk about my family on on social media. I've talked about my relationship with my grandfather and what it meant to me losing him last fall but uh, but a lot of people don't know and i'm saying this for a reason there's there's a method behind this i lost my mother to covid last fall on on october 10th and i say that for for several reasons um a it really gets into the importance of taking care of yourself and and i talk about covid this is this is a I would say this show is probably a third healthcare. And I speak from the perspective of being a healthcare executive. And I talk about COVID vaccinations. I talk about what's going on in Hong Kong with zero COVID. I talk about the, the, the the toll that COVID takes on your body physically. I talk about the mental element of the lockdowns and, and what it's done to young people. What it's done to our teachers, what it's done to our first responders. But my mother Sharon Bradford Lewis, she was pretty healthy. I don't recall her ever being hospitalized. She wasn't a diabetic. She wasn't a smoker. She was a vegetarian. I think a vegan. And my mother and I both had COVID at the same time last fall. We were we were double vaccinated. We were taking care of my grandfather. And that's where I believe we got it. At, at a nursing facility as, as my grandfather was, was transitioning in his last days. And my mother got COVID and I got COVID. And I remember I was supposed to meet up with my mother and she's going to fix me dinner and, and all the great things that her mother does. And she, and she hit me up. She said, hey, son, I'm not really feeling too hot today. Can I get a rain check? And I was like, all right. I usually drive down from Nashville to Huntsville where my, where my mother and father lived. And they lived maybe five minutes away from my grandparents and her condition deteriorated she she ended up in the hospital the the same nightmare that, that many people have watched with their with their loved ones and she got worse and worse she went to the ICU she ended up on a ventilator she was on a ventilator for 30 days and my father and I had to make the, the difficult decision to take her off the ventilator, the, the doctors got to a point where they said that there was nothing else that they could do. And I watched my mother deteriorate in an ICU ward for a month, basically going there almost every day. COVID was was this was the Delta variant. You could only get one person in there a day. So me and my father would rotate. And sometimes I was able to talk my way in to, to see her again. I had to go in there in almost like a hazmat suit. And I watched my mother and I watched, there were, there were 10, this was a relatively small hospital, it was Madison Hospital in suburban Huntsville, Alabama. So there were 10 ICU beds and there were nine other people, nine other families in there fighting COVID. Everybody in there was on a ventilator for COVID. I saw someone that couldn't have been older than 15, 16 years old, a young lady. And you would see the you'd see the families crying. You'd see them praying. You'd see them pleading. You'd see them talking to their loved one while while their loved one was out cold. I even saw a family fight. It seems like the father was dying of covid and they're fighting over inheritance and they're fighting over over family issues. And that's difficult to watch, but it gives perspective because. I knew I wasn't the only person that was dealing with this. We've lost, we crossed the million threshold. And, and studies have shown, we know, we know there are more than a million people died of COVID. A lot more people that have died with COVID or of COVID or, or, or from the COVID complications than, than, we, than we have on the books. But to watch my, my mother, who was very healthy and vibrant, I lost her almost immediately. I didn't get to say goodbye to my mother. The last communications I had with my mother were, were emails. We, we were hoping that she was getting better. We couldn't get the oxygen saturation level to, to get into the to the mid, upper 90s. And over time, she just, she finally, she was getting tired of the, the proning. She was getting tired of being on the BiPAP. And she was getting tired of, of being poked and prodded And all of that life, once you're in the hospital, you get in there two, three weeks, it's very difficult to get out. And the last time I saw her, I spent most of that time reading the Bible to her. She asked me to bring in a Bible and sit and read it to her. She couldn't really talk. She could just write on a piece of paper. And it was devastating to lose my mother and my grandfather within a couple of weeks of each other very close to both of them anybody that's been on on my social media page you'd see me and pictures of me and my grandfather we would be driving around Huntsville looking for a place to get some egg, eggplant parmesan I talked to my mom almost every day And I spent a lot of time on the west coast I lived in Seattle lived in Phoenix and would talk to my mom pretty much every day gossip laughs as I got older I became my mom's my mom's confidant to to an extent your your roles with your parents switch and when they passed away me and my father and my grandmother we we had to keep going it was it was devastating I didn't know that I was going to survive I mean I literally was at my grandfather's funeral on a Sunday and the next Sunday we were taking my mother off of a ventilator Grief is difficult. And we're talking to show about mental health. We're talking to show about physical health, but grief is difficult. I went through a period after those deaths. I had enough strength to get to my mom's funeral. After my mom's funeral was on Halloween, after that, I spent 10 days in bed, barely taking a shower, not really eating, living like an animal water bottles, pizza boxes everywhere. And I got to a point where I was like, man, I haven't I haven't showered, I haven't I haven't changed my underwear in almost a week. I need to get some help. And I started going through through therapy. And going through the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas was the was the first time I went to the grave site of my mother. And I just I did not know if I was going to make it. I was coming into the studio every day. I was putting out and broadcasting fantastic material. My company was growing. But inside I was consumed by grief. And I just encourage people that are that are going through grief for, for whatever reason or going through mental health issues for whatever reason to, to go to counseling, get help, get support. Find the right friends. Find the people that you can confide in. Find the people that, that you can trust. And over the last seven months, I've seen my family slowly get better. I've seen my father who was, who was, who was devastated. My father was with my mother since he was 19. I've seen seen him pull himself together and continue to work, continue to grind, continue to get back out, into the social circle with, with his friends, his retired friends, or semi-retired. My dad's kinda kinda quasi-retired. I've seen my grandmother, Ethel Bradford, who's the matriarch of our family, is 95 years old and, and usually someone that age, when they lose a spouse, they lose a daughter. You're very concerned that, that they're gonna give up. And my my grandmother was very clear with me, told me. She's like, Jay, I'm not giving up. She's like, they're not going to see me get my stuff carried out of this house, meeting the neighbors. And after everything she's been through, she still finds time to make me breakfast every time I'm there. So I wanted to share share my story of loss and, and grief and perseverance. But more importantly, I wanted to announce My mother was an educator for for 47 years. She was a principal. She was a a superintendent. And I want to announce that my family, and I want to make this open to all the listeners. If you're listening in Seattle, you're listening in D.C., Orlando, Nashville, any of our digital affiliates. I wanted to make the announcement. My family is putting together a scholarship for Oakwood Adventist Academy, which is the, the school that my mother was the principal of in Huntsville, Alabama. We've pledged $10,000 and we're creating four scholarships, Uh, juniors and seniors at the academy will be eligible. These scholarships will be for STEM. These scholarships will be for liberal arts. I, yours truly, Lance Dave, will be chairing that committee. And I'm asking people, if you listen to the show, you like the show, reach out to me, DM me at Paragon 7 Studios. If we could raise some additional money other than the $10,000 to give back, I, I know that that's my mom's legacy. That's what she would have wanted us to do. I know that she would be proud of us for doing it. And we want to take the, the, the tragedy and the loss and the sadness and the misery and the, and the questions that you bring to, to God. You're, you're looking around your family. You try to find strength. My mom took care of all of us. She was simultaneously my dad's best friend, my best friend, my grandmother's best friend, my grandfather's best friend, and, and my uncle's best friend. But we're we're going to take that energy and put it into something positive. So be on the lookout. I'm going to be talking about it more and more. We're raising – my family's pledged $10,000. I would love to raise an additional $15,000 and do a $25,000 scholarship. And, and I hope that you will support that, those that listen to the show. And I thank you very much for, for taking time to, to listen to, to my story. Just remember, spend as much time with, with your loved ones and your family and, and, and your friends and the people that, that you really care about, the people that you love, spend as much time with them as, as possible. Because you really don't know when, when, when you'll lose those people. My mom was the healthiest person in our family. Or so we thought. And we didn't, even, we didn't even have a contingency plan for her to get sick and, and to lose her. And she went down with COVID so quickly that, that I didn't even really have time to, to say goodbye. So, so cherish the times that you have with your loved ones. And thank you very much for, for, for listening to my story. And, and thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the support. I just wanted to share that with you. Paragon 7 Studio.
0: You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Mode Squad. Classic sneakers I had. Patrick Ewens. Oh, the, Maduja, the, was, hot. the, 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 the was hot. The blue, orange, the and white. Those got those. those. Yeah, got yeah, a yeah. fresh pair. You of gotta two. bring those into the studio. You gotta, you gotta and I got the studio. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Adidas. I didn't even know that he had a shit. What? And I got the Stan Smith's. I'm telling you these I don't are even ones. know the Stan, Stan Smith is. Smithers, the Stan Smith, the green and whites, the official color. I got the official Pumas. The red suede, the blue suede. Official Pumas. Classic. So, Classic. Hold, down. Up. hold up. The first Air Force Ones. The Dunks. The Flights. Uh, what else was, was crazies? Uh, uh the Hibachis. James Lewis. You talking about the Harachis or Hira- the Hibachis? H- I call them Hibachis, Hibachis, okay. whatever. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It feels so good to be cared for. Back up now Just a little more, the feeling someone's always there, just to show how much they care, the feeling you're not alone, now she's a part of your home, with so much to protect each day, caring goes along.